Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Conan Nessler, and I'm here today with Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. And Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Sure. So today we're going to discuss the paper called Referee Abuse, Intention to Quit and Well-Being. It has been published this year in the Research Quarterly for Exercise and Sport. Has three authors, Paul Dorrance from Loughborough University, Tom Webb from University of Portsmouth, and Peter Dawson from University of East Anglia. Well, it's a nice paper. I guess the introduction is my side, right? My part. And they start talking about the match of officials, so the role. Before you start, Tadeo, I wanted to share, because I think I chose this paper, so I wanted to give the listeners a bit of background why I did it. This abuse against referees, that is something that I have witnessed many times, all verbal abuse and sometimes even physical abuse. I've seen this as a spectator, as a player, and this is the first time that I came across a paper that tried to understand this topic. So they tried to understand a bit more how this can impact referees and their well-being and so on. So that was super interesting for me. That was the reason I wanted to read this paper and share it with you. Okay. Well, for me, it was super interesting this as well, because I have never read any paper about this. They provide some kind of literature review in the beginning, saying, let's say, the role of the referee. And they mentioned some papers that I have seen before about like physical characteristics, mental characteristics, recruitment, education, training of referees, re referee bias, and whatever. So all these let's say, specific characteristics of the role, of the function, of the occupation, of a referee, of a match official, and also some decision-making process. However, they say that there are really few literature about the impact of abuse, and it's growing more and more. We have experience when playing, but we can see on the match on TV that it has been increasing over the time, and broadly, it is discussed in a qualitative way in the previous research. So they decided to develop a new paper where they could explore this relationship between physical and non-physical abuse toward referees with the intention to quit and their well-being. So for me, it was a really nice paper to read. And I really enjoyed that Carlos chose this paper. So first of all, I thought the topic sounded interesting, but also we are often focusing on our research, Carlos and I, on amateur football. And this is something, especially as an amateur player, that you underestimate. So I've seen it many, many times that even if you play in the lowest league, you tend to be harsh towards the referee. But as a player, you shouldn't forget that you're dealing with a human. And this stuff that you can do, and we're going to see this later on in the paper, it can really have an effect. And this is what the authors are showing here as well. So this is why I think super interesting story and really nice that they're focusing on that. Yes, now I can tell a little bit more about the details, how the authors approach this idea. They have survey data from the UK and Canada. And as Tadeo said, what they try to understand is this causal relationship between abuse, either verbal or non-verbal against the referee, and their intention to quit or their well-being, right? So they have an online survey that was performed between 2020 and 2021. And they collected several responses in England and Canada. For England, I think they have about 485 responses. And for Canada, they have about 410 responses from referees. Important thing here is to understand the measures of well-being that they are using. This measure is traced as a question, how happy would you say you are 
on a scale from zero to 10, and also their intention to quit. Have you considered quitting? Yes or no? So that's um, binary variable. And they also have these measures of physical and verbal abuse. They also have scales and frequency. So how often have you encountered these problems from every game to never? And then the authors have a very complete list of control variables to report the impact. So they have things like income of these referees, age, experience, gender, ethnicity, referee level, education, if they're still active. So a very complete set of control variables. The paper uses regression analysis. So we have seen this before and to estimate how abuse can actually impact well-being and the intention to quit. And the idea that they control for all the other variables that may have an impact on these two measures to try to isolate the effect of the abuse. In this case, the authors also um, use a treatment effects regression. So they tried to exploit this causal effect of abuse. And they also looked for endogeneity problems. And they compare referees who have ever considered quitting and referees who have not. And that's the main idea, the base of their research. What are the main results of the analysis? So that was a very good explanation for something that seems very easy when you read the paper, but actually is quite complicated. And I'm in a super convenient position because right now I can choose the results that I find most interesting and I can share them with you. So first, this happiness scale from 1 to 10, Carlos described it super nicely. And if you're interested more in it, there's a, a paper from Bond and Lang that also talks about happiness scales that are often mentioned in my lectures. So first, um, they find that referees report only rarely that someone suffers from physical abuse. So this is from the author's perspective interesting because they say, okay, in the media, we often see that this physical abuse is maybe overrepresented. But, and here comes the big but, they find huge effects for non-physical abuse. And then they find that this is correlated with a few factors. Now, if you have watched football before, and if you see how they list all the stuff, you can imagine when a referee is most likely to suffer from non-physical abuse. For example, if a penalty is rewarded, or if you say you get a red card. So those are topics or situations when a referee most likely is in a vulnerable situation to suffer from non-physical abuse. Unfortunately, and this for me is the main result of this paper, is that non-physical abuse has an impact on happiness. So just imagine you're a referee and you're going to do this on a Sunday or Saturday. And most of the referees I know, they're not doing that for money. So they come there and then because of the non-physical abuse, they have to endure their happiness in total decreases. So unfortunately, this is not an expect that you have to do something against. And also the intention to quit has an impact. So the intention to quit means you're thinking about quitting being a referee. And because of this, your happiness also suffers. So I think those important and super interesting results. So this, Carlos, I think was a good choice for today's topic because referees often are underrepresented or their perspective. 
Often it's the perspective of the player, especially if you're focusing on professional football. They're even getting grades like players. And it is quite difficult. And I like that this paper focuses on a different perspective. And I like also that the authors investigates this topic. And they also discussed a little bit the managerial implications. What actually what we can do to improve the situation of referees. They discussed some zero tolerance policies. Because without the referees, there is no game. So sometimes we forget how important they are, how important it is to retain the ones that want to become a referee. And yeah, altogether, I found a super interesting paper, and I hope I get to see some more quantitative data on these things in the future. Cornell, Tadeo, thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly Sports Piece. Stay tuned.